Hello and welcome to the Growing Mums podcast with me, Kira Hawkins. I'm a primary school teacher and ordinary mum of two, trying to muddle through motherhood and learn from my mistakes along the way. Here we will be talking all things modern parenting, from baby and toddler sleep to self-development and growth. We will be having those raw conversations that we often don't get a chance to have in the playground and we will be searching for those moments where we find connection through shared experiences. So get ready for some expert advice as well as insightful motherhood confessions. Let's get started. Hello everybody. I can't wait to share this week's conversation with you. It's one of the most raw, open, honest conversations that I've had on the podcast so far. Um, and it's a conversation between two mums talking about mum stuff. You know, it's a really deep conversation, the kind of conversation that I'd love to have at the park with people, but you never get the time to have. And um, although Jade and I, you know, have done some things differently with our kids in the past, we find so much common ground. We share so many things about our lives and how we were parented and how we want to parent and how sometimes we fall short and we don't quite manage the way we want to do it and um, I think all parents will be able to relate to this so here is Jade she is a mum of two beautiful boys a parole officer and she has an amazing Instagram where she writes beautiful poems sharing exactly how we're all feeling in motherhood so here she is Jade Hello, Jade. It's so lovely Hello. to see you. <laughs> Hello, lovely to meet you. Yeah. So um, we've just been talking before about you've just got Marley down. And what about Elijah? Does he go down okay? Um, uh, it, the easy, I'd say easier than Marley on the whole. But I mean, if you asked me that in a week or if you asked me that a week ago, it probably would be different. But yeah. I'd say since about <laughs> since about two and a half, I'd say Elijah Eli- Elijah's sleep has got a bit a slightly more consistent. So I'd say I can rely on him going to bed easier and he will do a good few hours. Whereas Marley, it's still an absolute roller coaster every day. Shit show. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. It it's it's so hard when you don't know like how much time you've got like it's so Mm. stressful it is and you can't make any plans really I mean I'm really hoping I can get through doing this with you yeah um (laughs) but no I yeah it's he's still Marley still wakes a lot Uh, but to be honest Elijah does still wake and uh Elijah's I think in his three-year life has slept through the night maybe twice really (laughs) yeah so yeah it's um yeah but I mean, that's like very I... normal don't get me wrong I don't say mm. that like really oh my god that's so bad mm. I just mean that's so hard for you it is hard it is but um but it is what it is right mm. that's that's my that's my thing that gets me through every single day is what it is um yes. <laughs> and yeah coffee helps and acceptance is yeah. my best friend yeah of so, course oh yeah. my gosh and what about your partner does he like get up does he help in the night yeah so oh god this might be a controversial one for some people but rob my partner sleeps with elijah yeah and i sleep with marley yeah that's um, not. Con- i mean that's not i mean i suppose it is for some people but yeah it's also very common isn't it mm, i think it's more common than people 
admit to yeah um if you'd uh, if you told me five years ago I wouldn't be sharing a bed with my partner every night and we'd both be sleeping with a different child I would have thought it was a ridiculous thing to suggest <laughs> but you know then motherhood comes along and reality comes along and actually we're in the stage of just doing whatever gets everyone the most sleep at the minute and that Definitely. is what it is oh my gosh it's survival like you literally just like you say have to do whatever gets everyone the most sleep whatever like yeah mm. whatever anyone can cope with basically absolutely so yeah rob on the whole deals with um elijah in the night but there's just some times where he only wants me so mm-hmm. yeah they're the most difficult nights when i've got to yo-yo between the two mm. but but thankfully i'd say about 80 percent of the time elijah will accept rob <laughs> so oh, that... <laughs> he'll tolerate rob he'll tolerate rob <laughs> <laughs> that's so common that they just basically want the mum the whole time. Mm. Like if shit hits the fan, it has to be the mum. Absolutely. And like I think especially everything feels worse in the middle of the night, doesn't it? Even for us as adults. Yes. So any minor, you know, upset, if it's in the middle of the night, I, I totally get why he wants his mum in the night. <laughs> and I feel bad, of course, mum guilt, that uh, a lot of the time I can't be there straight away because I'm busy a child attached to my oh, chest right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but as in Marley who I'm still breastfeeding and is attached to my boob most of the night yeah um so yeah oh I know it's tragic when the sibling comes along and they're calling out for you I remember that so well like I had a lot of that when I was co-sleeping with Wilf yeah mm, it's tragic but it really um, is yeah yeah it really is but no you're doing literally an incredible job like to just even be smiling right now <laughs> and, and <laughs> yeah <laughs> mums are incredible they um, are absolutely they really are. are yeah, yeah they really are oh so let's like go into a little bit about you so um your name's Jade and you're a poet a probation officer mum of two only 19 months apart which some would say is pretty hardcore I would say it's pretty hardcore in a, like, mm. in a good way that you're doing an amazing job but it must be really hard um and you're a gentle parent and so like can you tell us a little bit about gentle parenting to you like what it means to you okay so I when I when I when I became a mum like a lot of people I'd never I'd never even really actively thought about parenting and what it involves. You know, you read all the books, don't you, about labour and birth and pregnancy, but then pretty much you've got no idea from the second you take that baby home. Yeah. And um, I remember getting home with Elijah and this was the start of the lockdown, so pretty intense time. So it was eight, he was born the 30th of March, 2020. So like right at the start. And I, yeah, I, I had all the, these books and, you know, I I just remember feeling like, oh my God, like he won't sleep (laughs) or like Mm. he will, but he will only sleep on me and Mm. just feeling totally overwhelmed by that and then quickly you know doing all those last minute amazon orders like books on like how to get your child to sleep what the hell am i doing 
and then feeling utterly bombarded and overwhelmed by all of this information that was essentially telling me your baby has to sleep in a cot if you co-sleep you're going to kill them like that's how it felt and that is what Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff essentially tells you yeah Um, it's too dangerous you can't ever do it um and just oh and the drowsy and but awake rubbish Mm. um and just like so desperately having this newborn like thinking right i need to get you put you down drowsy but awake and then by magic you're just going to drift <laughs> off to sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm going to lie next to you and i you know you're going to be next to me it's going to be great and um it didn't work it didn't work it didn't work at all um so then i can't even remember how i found it i think i first came across sarah ockwell smith mm, i think yeah. that's how i that's my was my first introduction to it um i can't remember who whoever they whoever introduced me to her and probably was somebody online was a brilliant person anyway Mm. but I remember getting the gentle sleep book and that was a bit of a ta-da moment for me yeah and a bit like ah okay like maybe I don't have to put him in a car uh maybe actually the fact he wants to be next to me is totally normal and okay yeah maybe I don't need to fight this um yeah. yeah and I uh I just remember feeling like oh thank god and then you know slowly I hadn't even heard the term gentle parenting and then I discovered it and then through the internet I you know started come across all these communities of people who were thinking the same way and I was like oh my god this is a thing yeah this is yeah. a thing this is a thing you know I don't have to leaving my children to cry and ignoring them nothing feels less natural to me Mm. and no book no matter how many books I read that said oh it's fine or how many you know older generations or not necessarily even older generations but people around me that told me oh it's fine to leave them to cry or it was just a little bit oh they don't they don't actually need anything or stuff it just didn't feel right Mm. yeah and my intuition which now I trust I trust it like almost yeah every time what's the word like yeah do you know what I mean um like you've just trust it that's without without question you know yeah like it's what I'm trying to say yeah yeah that's the word that's the word obviously I'm knackered um questionable trust for it because it yeah still you know I'm nearly what so Elijah's like three years three months now so I'm that far into being a mum and still I stand by that I just don't believe it's right, kind, mm-hmm. fair to leave your child to cry. And gentle parenting is so much more than that. And for me, like as it's evolved more than gentle, I for me it's more respectful and yeah. respons- responsive. They're the two words that for me fit better yeah. um, with how I choose to do things. Yeah, because it's often misconstrued, isn't it? Like gentle is like passive, but Mm. actually it's not that. It's like you say, it's kind of now become respectful, Mm. responsive. Like it's, yeah, that's a different thing really, isn't it? It is. And I'd say when I entered the whole world of toddlerhood, goodness me, like, as you know, that is a whole nother thing to deal yeah. with right yeah. it makes it, in my opinion it makes the baby stage look easy yeah, yeah and yeah. I believe that's when 
like that's when you know I feel I've really had to learn and Mm. like teach myself how to parent well Mm. and I've had to become quite an active learner for this stage and I'm sure that's going to continue but for toddlerhood it's like I feel like every day I'm like bombarded with behaviors and Mm, big emotions emotions that every you know that if I went with what I was taught for example or if I went with what the books tell me I would be oh that's naughty you know I'd be going down the punishment route I'd be shutting Mm. it down and thank goodness that I found this way of thinking or I don't even I don't even know if found that doesn't even feel right because I feel like it's just in me an instinct that that is telling me but I guess I I feel knowing that parenting this way is actually backed up by a considerable amount of research Mm. I guess helps doesn't it because it's like ah okay this this is in the long run this is right this is right definitely definitely and it's what all the psychologists are saying we should be doing is like validating our kids feelings um, respecting them it's going to make these like resilient kids who are confident in themselves and hopefully don't have that inner critic telling them how shit they are like we all have but absolutely yeah but um but it's it's in, and it's amazing and I do think it really helps with like the toddler meltdowns and stuff because it really helps you to understand and like that's what Sarah Ockwell Smith is so great at is explaining mm-hmm. that where the kids are at and what they what they're actually capable of doing and thinking right now and then it kind of really helps you to deal with that like I have a few of her books as well and I really like the gentle discipline book like that really helps me but the only thing I would say about her for me is I find her really point the fingery really like feel like I'm being told off when I read her books do you know what I mean do you know what I know exactly what you mean and what I'd say is that Sarah Ockwell Smith was like the introduction to gentle parenting for me but now I'm literally all about Janet Lansbury yeah a hundred percent I love Janet Lansbury she's my (laughs) oh my god yeah oh I wish I knew that woman (laughs) she's just like I feel she's more realistic as well right and she considers the needs of the parents a bit more yeah because gentle responsive respectful parenting whatever you want to call it is not the easy way. No, it's <laughs> it the is hard serious. Way. It, I feel that so strongly. Like mm. there's no, oh, just shout at your kid and get them to go away. There's no timeouts. There's no like yeah. you're there, you're in the thick of it, and you're riding out all of this really difficult stuff constantly. Yes, and you're having to reparent yourself yourself as well. Like that's a massive one. Oh my yeah. god. Like the, oh my if, god. Yeah. Yeah, I often think if there was like a script going on of like the conversations I'm having in my own head, it would make probably quite an interesting book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, that's what like... your poems are basically, aren't they? And they're well, bloody interesting. Yeah, um, well, yeah, they are literally just like brain vomit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> but they're um, amazing and they're what so many of us are feeling. But sorry, you. I don't want to distract from where we are because that was a really good topic. Like, yeah, it's the hard way for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. And the, I get, so I feel like, and I often say this, like if someone's talking to me about their children that are like old, eight, nine, 10, for example, and they ask, they're speaking to me about it. And I say, oh, do you know what? I'm just not there in the books yet. Mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I've read up to, you know, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I can just about know how to manage the chaos that I'm living in right now. But I haven't got 
further but it does feel like that intense in terms of what I'm trying to learn and take on and practice in terms of my behavior with my children that it's it's similar to going back to school and studying again is how it feels um and it's taking a lot of conscious effort definitely it's so much because like when a child's screaming at you like your (laughs) response to that you're having to completely override and think like, well, well, for me anyway, I'm having, like when my daughter is screaming at me, um, Mm. I just want to scream back at her Mm -hmm. so badly. Like that's what I would be doing. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But you have to override that and like really, it's like therapy. You have to like find out what your triggers are, don't you? And then notice when they're happening and then change your behavior, um, you know, all while managing like crazy emotions around you. It's a lot. Um, but it has also for me been incredible at like it has literally been like therapy because it's making me notice stuff in myself that I never would have learned otherwise definitely and understand stuff about your own childhood and you know yeah yeah so I'm just thinking a lot about what you said so I am before becoming a parent I'd actually done like three years of psychological therapy um amazing so that that has helped considerably do you think and oh yeah (laughs) to try and understand and unpick my own start in life Mm um to not just default into the behaviors that I saw and I was on the receiving end of mm-hmm. because that is what so many people do and I completely empathize and understand that like if you monkey see monkey do yeah right? if yeah. you you I remember that really powerful advert I can't remember is it for smoking or something where there's like the children they're watching their parents, they're stood behind their parents and they're just doing exactly the same as what their parent does. And at the end, they're going up an escalator and the dad's smoking a cigarette and this little child's behind him in the escalator smoking a cigarette. Oh it's gosh. a really powerful advert that's wow. like always stuck with me. So I, I get that. As children, we look up to our parents, don't we? And we we think that they are like the most amazing, unquestionable, <laughs> incredible things yeah. And of course, everything they say and do is right and how you should do it. And then you become an adult and it's like, ah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let, or you don't, or you don't. And you just carry on doing the same, which yeah. a lot of people do do. Or you have a choice as an adult to really consciously be like, actually, I don't. You know, I certain elements, I'll, you know, I'll take some of that, but that no I'm gonna cherry pick that stuff and get rid of that and I don't want to do that but that is I'm making that sound like a simple process that's not a simple process <laughs> I know what you like mean, I yeah. said I went to therapy for years and I yeah. still don't um I don't get it right all of the time mm. but um yeah trying to parent in a way that wasn't done to us is very hard Mm, definitely because it's like goes it's your natural instinct isn't it it's what you're what you've learned but yeah it is it's very hard and also just you know like you're saying like responding to them in the night um Mm -hmm. like that 
being that tired as well like I feel like that can have that can just make you kind of your brain you know like you're having to understand yourself even more because you're like hang on a minute I'm just really tired like Mm. this is um and I actually do you know what I have to say this to you because I feel I don't I feel like a bit of a fraud but basically I well no I'm not a fraud in the sense but basically I with my first I was like Mm. hardcore gentle parent like I'm Mm. doing this to the letter Mm. um and then when I had my second I got to like quite a dark place with sleep and just constant breastfeeding running around after a toddler and I didn't have I think also what didn't help me was that she wasn't in very much childcare so I had them both like all the time and um I we ended up doing some work with a sleep consultant on Will's sleep and it did involve a little bit of crying and I want to tell you that because I want to be totally honest because oh don't be no I know and I know you're not judging me because I I only did it like I literally did it for my mental health because I just needed him I needed to not co-sleep and wake up yep. the whole night and I literally I my hat goes off to people that do it because I've done it for months yeah. and months and months and yeah. like it's so hard and yeah I just think you're doing the most incredible thing for your child like I do think that you are going to end up with really resilient like confident children exactly what um you want but for me it was literally costing my mental health just with the yeah. sleep but I Absolutely. still but I still with like ed, ed, the way I speak to my kids, like I still try and kind of do it, do it. And like, I do feel like I'm a respectful parent in that sense, like, or an aspiring one anyway. Um, oh, but I, I just, on with it. the sleep stuff, I just like got to a point of misery basically. Oh, please. And I, oh God, I hope that I don't make you feel judged or uncomfortable no, in any way. No, 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 not at all. I, I actually feel like, no, I know you're not judgy and I'm not, I, you know, I, I think it's incredible what you're doing as well. Like, I wish I could carry on. I wish I could be like the big white sheet family bed and we all sleep in there together and we're all like happy. But for me, it's just, it I work. just can't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, we all have to do what is best for our family. Right. Mm-hmm. And every person is different. Like, I'm sat here with, you know, my life behind me. And like, I always imagine where we've got all of us baggage. Like I, I literally imagine it as rucksacks on people's backs. Yeah. And backs. <laughs> um, you know, like there's so much that goes into every single decision that we make. Mm. And you would have made that decision for the right reasons at that time in your life. And I, yeah. I do you know what? Sometimes I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually so far, I worry so much about damaging my kids, mm. but to the point of it being ridiculous. Oh, like, Jade, I'm exactly the same. Like Phil and my mum both say to me, like, stop. Yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry. You carry on. But um, I, I want you to, I also want you to know that with the whole crying in the night thing, like the sleep mm. stuff, I constantly worry about the effect that that will have and like whether that's going to be damaging and is that going to be the thing that they need therapy for um I literally worry about that constantly but I also feel like at the time basically I was going down you know downhill Mm -hmm. and it was like 
necessity and don't get me wrong they still don't sleep through every night or anything like that he's still up multiple times a night but it was just the like yeah and, and early it was just changing it a bit so that it wasn't co-sleeping breastfeeding all night anymore but um yeah yeah well yeah. and you know and if your mental health had really deteriorated then you might be worrying that how you behaved as a result of that was going to damage them you know yeah, like... I was screaming at my toddler I literally mm. was screaming at my toddler like in ways that I was so I was just like this is awful yeah. um so yeah. sleep deprivation is torture yeah literally it is torture and I don't there's probably some little child of me just fighting against like <laughs> I don't know but I'm I know that so for example of an evening like me and Rob will be downstairs and Marley well it used to be Elijah now Marley will kind of whimper a little bit and I'm just, like up and yeah. he's like Jay just sit down a minute like I'm sure you know just give him a chance but I'm so worried like I don't know yeah you like, I see these I don't I see these mums going off and enjoying evenings and I'm like oh my god I'm so envious like why can't I yeah. do that like, there's no way I could do that yeah so yeah anyway I, I get it and you don't yeah but also you know you might have been you know treated in a way I don't know but like it's you it's you go it's probably like some of your stuff as well it's like I just can't have that done to my child like I just mm-hmm. have to do everything I can absolutely and I'm sure I mean like we have no conscious memory from this stage of our life right yeah. I don't have a clue what the situation I have no doubt I was sleep trained and can't consciously remember it at all because nobody I think they say three is like the earliest we start to have conscious memory yeah um but who knows maybe something happened when I was a baby and it's I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know but um yeah we all have our things right and and for me I just I can't do it no and that's great and you know that's probably the right thing because that's what a lot of psychologists are telling us so you know that's great like amazing and what I did you know people will relate to that as well so like there is that you know there's no unless you're being awful to your kids there really is no right or wrong like you just we all just muddle through the best we We can don't we we do we do and it's a lot of it's guesswork exactly a lot of it's guesswork and our hearts Mm. are in the right place like we're just trying to do the best for our kids aren't we yeah god yeah and there's no manual there's no manual but Mm -hmm. but Janet Langsbury is the next best thing and my gosh she has helped me like with some sibling stuff like my older one found it really hard when we had like having a sibling that she's amazing for that so if anyone who's listening hasn't read her or listened to her podcast like she is a guru yeah and her book no bad kids is fantastic for not for like navigating toddlerhood as well because I I remember entering toddlerhood of Elijah and thinking oh my god I should have just fast forwarded all the baby books and gone straight (laughs) to the toddler books because I have no idea how to manage this tiny little dictator who is just absolutely ruling my life and yeah yeah and being like I said, having this um, kind of innate fear that I'm going to harm my children leads me to be inclined to be quite permissive and really try to avoid upsetting them. Mm. Now, that's my biggest challenge now that I've got two toddlers is 
and Janet Lansbury has really helped me with this actually about setting my own boundaries and that it is okay for me to say no Mm. um I think I'm always trying to make them happy and please them and actually acknowledging that it's not my job to prevent them from ever feeling sad it's not my job to prevent them from ever feeling angry in fact they have to feel all of those things and as long Mm. as they know they're supported and I'm there for them actually I I it's not realistic they can't live a life (laughs) never feeling sad or angry as much as as a parent you want to just stop it completely um but also like my they're very physical (laughs) like they just want to be on top of my body all of the time (laughs) right and um I will be that parent who's like got like two toddlers climbing on the head like literally like oh my god (laughs) and it's learning that it's okay to say actually I don't want you on my body right now I'm gonna Mm. get you off of my body and that's okay and not Mm. But the hard bit comes in maintaining that boundary, right? When they then start having an absolute meltdown on the floor. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Sometimes you just haven't got the energy to hold Mm-mm. those big feelings. And so, I mean, I find myself doing this all the time. Like, I don't say no or I give in to stuff that really I'm not comfortable giving into oh, because yeah. I just, I am all empty and I can't deal with the big meltdown yeah. that's about to come. So it's mm. like a quick fix. But I am exactly oh. the same. It's so hard to say no. I find, I don't think, so my mum's re- finds it really hard to put in boundaries with me. And mm. because of that, we have a complicated relationship, a good one mostly, but complicated. And then I really struggle to put in boundaries with my kids. Like that's my hardest thing is I struggle to put in right. boundaries. Yeah, putting in a boundary is really hard when you're knackered and you just want an easy life. Mm. Yeah, a good example I have of that is at the moment, every single morning, the boys wake up, they they toddle along to the freezer and they ask for an ice lolly for breakfast mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and I'd say 80% of the time I'm able to say no 20% of the time I'm like do you know what have an ice lolly for breakfast because yeah. <laughs> I don't have I don't have it in me to battle this right no, now not um, at the start of the day I mean if oh, that's the start of the day where's the day going from there like no sometimes you just <sighs> don't have it in you do you I get that no. 100% yeah 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 so definitely for me is putting a boundary in place and then sticking to it and not giving in is the hardest thing for mm-hmm. me at this stage of parenting. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, give because me strength. <laughs> a three-year-old, I mean, yeah, because a three-year-old, if they don't get their way, that is like an hour at least. And then is it- like, it's a it's an explosion, isn't it? It is an explosion. And I'm there in my head thinking, got all these scripts in my head of you know this prop you know let he has to feel these emotions let him feel them just sit with them you know allow him to feel it it will pass you know all of this stuff this is good like the chances are as well like if he's going to have a massive meltdown it's not about the ice lolly like he needs to let these emotions out Mm -hmm. it's a healthy thing it all sounds great but (laughs) also sometimes like the noise is just a bit too much yeah um when you have two as well like elijah's Mm. meltdowns can often result in marley you know getting very upset or getting Mm. pushed or Mm. that and that's really hard that's really Mm. hard i think if you had just one like my friends who have got just the one three-year-old or four-year-old 
like there is more capacity for them to just sit with it so to speak because you can just put all your energy into that one child it's not possible with two a lot Mm. of the time yeah a hundred percent like that's it sometimes you just need a quick fix because like the tod the other toddlers like running off or Mm. you know that exactly that like respectful parenting yeah with one is like hard but with two it's next to impossible some a lot of the time oh it is um, it really is yeah yeah and trying to be respectful to both yeah like, that's hard like you're trying to manage two little people's massive massive feelings and your own and yeah that sometimes is very hard actually a lot of the time is very hard absolutely yeah. actually I've got an example of this because so Betsy um had a, a real stage of like lashing out at Will so hitting pushing and I mm. was doing like the respectful thing I was doing the Janet Langsbury for months and I got to the point where I was just like this is just not fair on Wilf. Like I'm not protecting him. Like I, no. you know, I can't be there holding her arm back every second of the day. Like sometimes I have to go for a wee and that's when it happens. Um, yeah. And so I started, uh, I started saying that if she did it again, she couldn't have something. And mm-hmm. I felt awful doing that because I was like, this goes against everything like punishing. And mm. do you know what? it worked it really worked I haven't done it recently because it doesn't sit right with me in the long run I don't want to be I don't mind a bit of positive reinforcement I don't mind a bit Mm. of bribery as and when it's needed but yes um, the punishing just personally it doesn't sit that well but I don't know maybe it will change when she's at school like she's going to probably have a reward punishment system there um, but oh, it's that yeah. whole thing of like you want to be on their side don't you you don't want them to feel alienated by you and like misunderstood so I don't know but anyway it did work in the short term and it was like a panic I have to stop oh this. I'm sure oh my god like uh, so much even more like if it involves your other child getting hurt mm-hmm. which let's be honest when you've got siblings especially close in age mm-hmm. it can do the little like often the little one will end up getting hurt Mm -hmm. oh my god I'd be lying if I didn't say I hadn't lost it and resorted to all kinds of rubbish like yeah (laughs) to just get him to stop pushing Marley or to get him to just yeah no that's that's hard that's really hard but I know what you mean about it not feeling right (laughs) but like those kind of punishments definitely don't feel right at all yeah hey we're human we're human and we're all just working it out, aren't we? And I guess we're all going to do stuff that we're not proud of at some mm, point. Absolutely. And the big thing for me is repair. And I feel mm. like if I do something that I don't like or doesn't sit well, I will always say, I always say to Elijah, I say Elijah because obviously he's that much older. Marley isn't quite ready yet to understand. Even though I do say it to him and he just looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh you know I shouldn't have said that I'm really sorry I was feeling really frustrated like I will try to not do that next time you know something like that like as simple as that and now I'm seeing Elijah doing the same like he he's mm. mirroring that behavior back to me which is quite amazing to see that's incredible um, so yeah that's quite rewarding yeah def- definitely like these moments come they come amongst it all they do <laughs> come moments. amongst it all yeah <laughs> I know and it's always when you like for me it's like when I'm 
you know I'll like come down from doing bedtime and I'll say to Phil like this type of parenting is just not working out like Mm. this is no good um they're they're awful and then something will happen and I'll be like okay yeah 100% like we're doing the right thing and in the long run you know I and again I'm not saying that I'm doing it to the letter like I have all Mm. sorts of moments but on the whole I do feel like that's the philosophy that I'm following um Mm. but uh yeah when I sort of see like and I don't know if you feel the same but when you sort of see your kids like with their friends or in in a situation away from you you're like yeah I'm really proud of you and I know what we're doing is the right thing oh yeah when you see them being kind or really thoughtful or clearly having empathy Mm. like that is for me is like "Ah, yeah yeah you know like I'm not forcing this like like you say especially the moments where they don't realize you're watching Mm. like those moments for me are like or like when I get feedback from their nursery to say like Elijah throughout the day is asking how Marley is and saying, mm. you know, asking them to check on him. And if he hears a baby oh. crying, he's asking them, is it Marley? Is he okay? Do you know what I mean? Like oh. that's all, well, I know it makes my heart melt. I'm like, that's, you know, he's just becoming a kind person. And honestly, there's, there's that's all I want. That's all you want, isn't it? For your mm. kids, like, all yeah, I want, yeah. just to be kind to others. No, Absolutely. that's so lovely. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, I've, I think really weird thoughts. Like something I often think is if I was to die tomorrow, would I be happy with the decisions I've made? That's a weird yeah, thing to think, that's right? Not but a weird I do thing to think, I think that all the time. Oh, okay. 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 Thing. You're weird with me then. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't want on my tombstone, she was a great probation officer. I want, <laughs> she was a great mum. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I want. And I will sometimes imagine my tombstone. And I think, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be remembered as a probation officer. I want to be remembered as a mum. Yeah. So um, it's just. That's so funny that you imagine your tombstone. I do that too, also. <laughs> and you? I even imagine what songs I want played at my funeral. So do I. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> oh my God, so do I. And I think, who would be there? Yeah, um, what would they say? What would they say? <laughs> and then I also sometimes have these moments where I'm just extremely emotional and I feel a lot of gratitude for people in my life. And I'll think, right, what you should do is you should tell them now what you would say if it was their funeral. And it's oh. like, oh my God. Oh. Man, that's all that's weird isn't it but I often think we only tell these people we only say these things when they're dead when they're dead absolutely oh my gosh I think it's great to just be honest and um impulsive and say what you think like I really value that and I hope that I do that I I feel really like I'm weird and a bit too much for people a lot of the time Mm. because I I can uh, be, I do that too much <laughs> yeah I gush like the people really close to me in my life my f- very close friends and a, a few family members like they've probably learned to expect that you know once a month they'll get a gushy message from me <laughs> oh that's so lovely though do you know what that actually links really well to your Instagram because that's essentially what you're doing is you're putting your thoughts down and my gosh they're so aligned with mine so much of the time. Mm. And I know a lot of other mums because you've got a lot of followers. So could you just like talk a little bit about that? Please. Um, yeah, of course. Um, so I never would just describe myself as a poet, mm-hmm. even though I have written some poems, of course. Um, to be honest, Instagram has just been a bit of a 
uh, a bit like a public diary for Mm. me and a place where I have felt like really connected to people whom I haven't actually met mm-hmm. um more you know more connected to strangers on there than I do to you know some people in my real life yeah because you kind of you connect with people that are similar to you don't you on the whole yeah and um I found it to be a really lovely supportive place mm. and it took me a while to like get the confidence to just write what I'm thinking Mm. and now I'm kind of in a flow of just like stuff will come to me and I'll just write it down and I'll post it Mm. (laughs) like I'm not one of these people that like plans their content or anything Mm. I'm definitely not there I'm someone that's like okay I'm like my post the other day about a conversation Mm. with a colleague about like your children and then you see somebody overhearing you and probably yeah. thinking oh my god those mums are so boring and I that was like a real life thing that had just happened to me you know because that is I, f- I guess I feel all the time like I'm almost my life I'm writing a book and that is like me putting it down and I find yeah. it really therapeutic really therapeutic and I look forward in the future to looking back and being like oh my god like because I feel like I already like if you asked me how was life six months ago I'd be like what I'd probably be like can I just check Instagram (laughs) to see what I was writing because I can't remember um but yeah I I look forward to having it as a point of reference when I you know in the future to remember this time yeah absolutely and I think it really so I I did a workshop with like a guru a manifesting guru on Monday and I actually asked her about like how honest should I be um and she was like you connect with people through like honesty and often that is despair and I think that's so true like I when I read your poems about how hard you're finding it or like something that's happened you know like that work thing or the milk thing or um the phone one that you did was like Mm. really oh um (laughs) just I like I I really connected with you from like through that and um I think a lot of mums do and I think that's what's so great about Instagram because I don't think it's well for me it's quite rare that you go to like a kid's playground or something like that and Mm. you actually have those real conversations about how shit you're feeling sometimes or sometimes how great you're feeling but often you're exhausted and you know but like people don't really like to kind of be negative or um or they don't like to feel like they're failing and sort of look like they're failing outwardly or something like that I don't know but um yeah oh oh, definitely I feel like so many of the interactions we have in real life are a bit of a facade yeah definitely um and I authenticity is so important to me and I do really try to be authentic in real life oh you really are you are (laughs) I hope so I do try and like often I always when I meet people especially mums say are you okay yeah and then I'll stop and I'll be like are you really okay Mm. like because you know like it can feel like are you okay it's just like something people say yeah yeah and it's like I just want you to know it's safe for you to say no yeah yeah (laughs) um and actually I don't expect you to be okay 
yeah. because you know it's really hard your life's like, crazy like, right now your life's absolutely mental like mm. you're okay like I'm actually worried about you, the fact you are okay mm. <laughs> like yeah. let's be honest can we have a real conversation please yeah definitely um, yeah or you know even if even if they're really good why are they really good what are they yeah. doing what's their what's secret? your secret <laughs> yeah like what sort yeah. of yeah like you want to know what's really going on I feel exactly the same um and so I think that's what's great about Instagram is that basically people who are feeling brave enough to sort of be really real they mm. then allow others to connect through that because it's like shared experiences like those me too moments that that stop us from feeling alone basically because I don't know about you but when I'm stuck in my house and I'm trying to get my toddlers out the door and everyone's screaming and I think I'm the only person that's going through this and I'm like why is this so hard for me and no one else but then I'll go onto Instagram and share it or see someone else's post about it and I'll be like it's not just me we're all going through it we're all in this together and we can support each other absolutely and that is like it gives you strength yeah it definitely gives you strength because I mean Rob will often say to me oh my god why is our life so hard and it's like I know I know at times it can be really hard but please understand it isn't just ours no matter what no matter what you think is going on behind other people's doors yeah (laughs) I guarantee you it's similar yeah I guarantee you it's similar like if they've got small children anyway in the trenches as we call it right yeah it really is the trenches (laughs) yeah (laughs) it really is and I you did a post the other day a a little while back about um it's easier with when you've got older kids or like can we stop telling mums like this is the good bit or something like that and it's so true because ultimately it's about sleep oh here you go I can just hear my son waking up the baby waking up now hope feels gonna go up um because I'm not breastfeeding anymore so we can share it now which is great okay that's that's good that's good um but when I was breastfeeding it would always be me and I found it so destroying when you just got into a tv program and they wake up don't I'm there I'm still there <laughs> yeah I'm I know. still there I'm still there I'm sorry yeah um but yeah oh, don't it, worry it's all right pain. yeah it's really yeah, hard yeah, yeah. what I yeah. mean is I feel your pain and it sucks it does um, suck it does yeah. suck when you can't get even guarantee yourself like a couple of hours of a couple of hours who am I kidding an hour yeah <laughs> that is it. I mean you're like, doing sorry you go well it's been quite a while I've been saying yeah there. you're doing really well and I don't want to keep you too much longer because I, I want you to hopefully have a tiny bit of evening before you have to go to bed oh don't um, worry this is liberating okay <laughs> oh good I'm glad don't worry but I have a few a couple more questions for you one of them yeah. I wish I'd asked this earlier because it actually linked to what we were saying before but basically mm. because of your job mm. do you feel kind of that that links into the way you parent yes uh do you know what that I'm I was actually going to bring that I didn't want that question to be missed yeah right so let me try and say this as concisely as I can yeah the people that end up in the criminal justice system are often some of the most broken people Mm. right so they do horrific things but often off the back of having horrific things done to them Mm. now not necessarily you know the really obvious like overt abuse that people might think of but on a smaller but not necessarily less impactful level you know 
most of these people would have grown up in an environment where they were never encouraged to talk about their emotions. They mm. didn't have open dialogue in the house. They were, you know, on the whole, they probably were scared of their parents for some reason or another. They were trying to please their parents. They were trying to, not even just in my job, but as an adult, experiences I have had and people close to me have had, one common denominator around problems as a very broad thing is people not being able to communicate and not having any emotional awareness or intelligence. So whether it's issues within relationships or going out and committing a horrible crime or, you know, issues within families, like if you actually get to the core of these issues, a lot of the time there's been a breakdown in communication, people don't know how to communicate and people don't know how to manage and talk about their emotions. Like I really feel we are in an absolute crisis of people just being like, we've grown up right to be taught that we don't talk about how we feel and that being angry is bad and you shouldn't be angry and you know, you shouldn't cry and you shouldn't be. And it's just not realistic. Everyone Mm. feels anger. Everyone feels sadness. We feel it all. And if you teach people to just suppress it and not talk about it and push it away, then ultimately it leads to adults who are quite dysfunctional. And whether that's they then go out and commit crime, you know, which is obviously the extreme end of the spectrum, or they just end up you know, repeating cycles with their own kids or having dysfunctional relationships or whatever that might be. I really feel that being able to say, you know, oh, I'm feeling really sad or, Mm. you know, I'm finding this really difficult, I'm feeling really frustrated Mm. is such a simple but important skill that has just been lost Mm. and it's I really feel it's as parents we have to teach our children that yeah so yeah in a long yeah yeah no that was an amazing answer oh good I'm I hope I I hope I made sense because that is definitely important yeah absolutely you 100% made sense and I think even you see it even from them being two or three when they start saying that like you say to them, why Why did you do that? Because I was really angry. And mm. like instantly, then you're there with them. There's like mm. connection and mm. they change straight away when you see them. And like just having those words to be able to communicate that is just, it really changes their behavior, your behavior. It's just like an amazing thing. Yeah. Instead of like the traditional, like I, I you know, I see it when, and this is not, any criticism of grandparents Mm -hmm. but you know if I'm going to talk in a very broad sense about grandparents you know that generation above us Mm -hmm. or great grandparents even Mm -hmm. is they see our children having these you know I don't even like the words meltdowns you know all these yeah whatever you want to call them yeah and they see it as naughty 
right shut mm. that down mm. tell them that they're you know that that's not on they need to shut up they need to you know take themselves to another room mm. so the message you receive is okay feeling like this is bad this mm. is wrong i shouldn't feel like this and if i do i'm punished by being taken away or you know something taken away from me or my parents don't want to be around me so that just breeds adults who aren't gonna deal with that right and yeah I just that's that's what I want I want to raise children that are like emotionally intelligent yeah emotionally intelligent I think Mm. yeah it's an incredible skill and like you say a bit of a crisis where you know generations before us haven't been um and it can cause a lot of problems so um but you and I are maybe too emotionally intelligent to the point <laughs> where it's like detrimental to, yeah, in the sense right. of like for us it's hard work oh it is hard work it is yeah like yeah I wish I could think about emotions a little bit less actually yeah me too <laughs> but I, I feel like the but do you know what I feel like my friends who um you know bury their emotions deep or whatever or and they they don't worry about their children's emotions more than that actually they find parenting really easy oh because they're just like they're just like oh they're crying like you know they're not worried about the damage that's causing yeah 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 yeah, he's being a twat yeah they're not visualizing them in therapy when they're 20 like i am (laughs) yeah exactly same (laughs) but i think i think when it's happened to you as a child that's why you're so heightened to it like you know there were things in my childhood I'm not saying I had an awful childhood really but you know like my parents got divorced like there's a thing you know if you come from a bit of a broken home maybe Mm. you feel a bit broken I don't know I feel a bit broken sometimes like I've had Mm. therapy too Um, and I Mm. do feel it's made me very heightened about how I am with my kids oh yeah and what damage it can cause yeah and I think if you've come from like what I call a vanilla background (laughs) (laughs) and you've had you've had you know not any difficult experiences or maybe you have but you haven't like looked at them really or considered the impact that's had on you um it I think you can be quite naive to these things and actually Mm. maybe ignorance is bliss somehow I I don't think it will be in the long run I think those kids will probably have similar issues to you Mm. but um yeah I don't I, I definitely sometimes feel like, oh, God, I wish I could think just a little bit less. And Rob yeah. says, Jade, stop analysing everything. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really trying. <laughs> I can't oh. help myself. <laughs> but it's a really, for me, I love, like, it's a really endearing quality because I really connect with that because that's what I do as mm. well. And that's what people say to me. And it just is who you are. Like, we can't help it. Our brain just goes at 100 miles an hour and analyses everything. And like, yeah. So and and we're just trying to make something good out of it. Like you're, we're both like reaching out to other people, trying to support them. Absolutely. So yeah, that's yeah. all we can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm now, still learning. There's so much to learn. Oh my god, there's so much to learn. Like <laughs> every day is a school day as a parent. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um. So uh, my last question before we go is: I always yeah. end the podcast with asking well two quick questions one is do you have a mum confession it might be something like I secretly bribe my kids or you know anything like that that you can tell us about some days I don't brush my kids teeth because I can't be bothered (laughs) amazing I think 
I mean, <laughs> I'm 100% the same. I can't remember the last time I brushed Wilf's teeth. I'm and like, he, no, can't yeah, do it today. Nah. Sorry, you're not brushing them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a great mum confession. That's one yeah. of the best we've had. Oh, okay. Um, brilliant. And then secondly, if you had a night with no kids, no responsibilities, what would you do? An evening. Oh, my God. Sleep. Probably. Yeah. What, like, yeah. You can do anything you want. Your kids are at someone else's house. You've got the whole night. They're happy. Yeah, they're happy. They're really happy. Right, okay, good, because I can't relax when they're anywhere yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't be with them all without them. They're really um, They've got, like, the equivalent of you, but they're just in uh, another dream what? parallel universe. Marley's even got another breast. Right, yes, great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What would I do? Do you know what? I would probably order a Chinese takeaway and then fall asleep. Amazing. And sleep through the night. Oh, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd still wake up at all my I think I would. I don't. I can't imagine it. And this is, I have not slept through the night since Elijah was born. Mm. That Mm. is mental. That Mm. is mental. And so Mm. I I don't even know what that looks like anymore. (laughs) Uh, no, I but what does honestly, that like? you are literally a hero. Like honestly, <laughs> oh my god, oh I'm nuts. Oh no, you're amazing. But yeah, it's so hard. Oh, oh. but anyway, um, Jade, thank you so so much. Like my gosh, this was such an interesting conversation. This was my kind of conversation that I love that I love having in the playground or wherever. But yeah, very real, honest, and loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was so nice. Oh, yeah. Lovely to meet you. And um, yeah, I'll everybody check out Jade and her Instagram because she's so great. <laughs> oh, right on. So there was my chat with Jade. Thank you so much, Jade, for coming on. What an amazing guest. I really loved the chat this week and I hope you guys did too. If you want to hear more from Jade, she has an Instagram. She's called Jade's Motherhood, where she shares her beautiful poetry capturing moments of motherhood. So go and check her out. And thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic week. Lots of love. Bye.